Mel. And Kel. And this is It's Called Culture. Ever heard of it? Welcome to another feral episode. Feral <laughs> midday recordings. Crazy Wednesday. Wacky Wednesday. A wacky recording. We're recording during the day, guys. We we get a little crazy. The sun is out. It's shining bright. <laughs> and it's lovely outside. We're going to waste no time today. We're going to do a social media roundup. It's kind of bunny, Easter bunny themed, if you will, because we just had Easter. And I had posted a couple of things. One of them was, it was a reel with Dwight and Oscar <laughs> from The Office. So good. You find out that Dwight was having an affair with Angela in The Office. And he's like, I had sex everywhere in The Office. And Oscar's like, where, where Dwight, where? <laughs> <laughs> and Dwight's like, I think you know where. Yeah. Or, well, he first he kind of is just like silent. And Oscar keeps asking. And then he's like, I think you know where. And then... <laughs> Oscar just like puts his hand over his mouth like oh my god because he realizes it was like on his desk right (laughs) yeah so I used that template and made one about kids asking their parents where their pet bunny was and in the background there's just that black speckled panela that everybody has (laughs) for some reason (laughs) and I put that in there and that I just oh chef's kiss that panela must have been like really cheap or they, it was just made a lot. Like, I don't know. Like, everyone had that panela. Why? It's and so unfortunately, weird. Unfortunately, that's where your quenage went in. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like, I don't know if that was just if every Portuguese little market sold that panela. It was big. It was like normally, like if you go now and you go to the store, I used to work at the JCPenney Home Department as a kid. That was my first job. <laughs> so I was very in tune to the world of panelas for sale in department stores. And <laughs> they would sell like sets of pans, you know, oh, the 12 piece pan set. But like the biggest pan in there is like small, small, small. And these vavos get these like pans that you could bathe like a small child in. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Well, clearly, it's big enough that you can put a bunny inside. And those were never for sale at the department store. Oh, no. Like, they never sold pans that were that big. Like, no American is cooking that much food (laughs) in one sitting. It was an off-the-market, like, you're buying it on the streets, (laughs) panela. That's an ethnic pan. (laughs) That's what it is, yes. (laughs) Like no American has that pan. No. A pan that big. Oh my God. So the pan itself is like chef's kiss, but also people in the comments, I underestimated how traumatized everyone was <laughs> by their bunny, the bunny situation growing up with their relatives eating their pets. The amount of people whose rabbits were also named Fluffy, which one of mm. I had two, Sunshine and Fluffy. And the amount of people that were like, oh, yeah, my rabbit named Fluffy. And I'm like, why was that like the universal rabbit name? <laughs> <laughs> so my first bunny was Porky. That's the one that I know, you know, got eaten, I assumed. <laughs> it's right there in the name, Cal. 
They were going to eat that shit. And my other one that we've talked about in previous episodes about me hiding it in my closet was pancakes. But pancakes died a natural death and did not get eaten. Nope, he didn't. I can confirm that. Because that was like my adult pet bunny. You had that bunny for how many years? For a long time. Maybe 10 years. You're going to tell me that big fat 10 year old bunny that you grew all that time that your dad was just looking at that thing every day, licking his lips. Okay. <laughs> You're going to tell me that when that thing passed away naturally, which I'm not, I'm not suggesting that it didn't pass away naturally of old age, but you're going to tell me he wasn't looking at that like supper tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, because he specifically said that meat is old. <laughs> oh, they only like young bunnies. It's, the meat tastes better. I have no idea. He says, he said that Connie is just value. <laughs> and I can confirm he is buried in the backyard. There's a shed on top of him now. <laughs> so that's interesting. So bunny meat does not age like cheese and wine. <laughs> does it age well? Interesting. Interesting. There's not a market for adult bunny meat. Yep. Because like, if you think about like cows or anything like that, like do they get slaughtered when they're younger? No, I feel like they, they want to grow like a full ass big cow. You get more meat, right? When it's bigger. True. I don't know. I mean, they probably don't wait till it's old, old, but like, well, actually the cow, like you're milking, you're getting milk from it. Like, you're, I don't know. Yeah. You get, you get a lot out of a cow. A bunny. A bunny, <laughs> a bunny ain't producing <laughs> shit for those 10 years. No. No, one thing. I need my first bunny porky after the porky pig from Looney Tunes. So I didn't have a fluffy. You didn't want to go with like Bugs Bunny, like the <laughs> actual bunny from Looney Tunes. You wanted to go with Porky Pig. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no Bugs Bunny a key. No, no fluffy a key. My daughter doesn't even know what Looney Tunes is. Just a side note here. In her Easter basket, I put a little Bugs Bunny shirt because I thought it was like the cutest thing. And she goes, I don't know that bunny. I don't know who that is. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh, are they not like as popular now? No, they're like not a thing. But strangely, you know how like all the old style is coming back from when we were kids? Like you walk into any store now and all the clothes looks like it's straight out of like Adelia's catalog in 1995. Yeah. I was walking through Old Navy because I was trying to get some clothes for her. It's all this like old style stuff, you know, bell bottoms. Oh, actually, I think it was at the Gap. So there's like bell bottoms are back, just wide leg jeans. And then there's like Tweety Bird t-shirts and stuff. And I'm like, dude, this is like my outfit that I was wearing when I was 10 <laughs> years old. Like, what is this? So it's making a comeback. But she doesn't know who it is because that's not airing on TV. Like, she doesn't know who Tweety Bird is. She doesn't know who Bugs Bunny is. Has she ever watched Space Jams? No, no. We just finished watching the Sonic movies. They were actually pretty good. Sonic the Hedgehog and then the Sonic the Hedgehog 2. The third one's coming out, I think, next summer. Okay, so these are the these are new, like newer Sonics, right? New, like Jim Carrey's Dr. Robotnik. Oh. They're really good. All right. I know I haven't watched any of them. I'm sure my brother has, but I haven't watched any of them. So I wasn't sure how old these were. <laughs> I think they're pretty new because they're the third one is like not coming out until 2024. But we watched those and like my daughter doesn't know what the hell a Sonic the Hedgehog is. But somehow she knew 
about it because I was like, do you want to watch Sonic? And she's like, oh, I love Sonic. I'm like, where have you seen Sonic? Like, I don't even understand where this kid has seen this. But then she watched him and she's like obsessed with Sonic the Hedgehog at the moment. We've watched him like three times. So I, I do think Space Jam is going to be our next. Maybe we could watch the original and then there's like the LeBron James version. Oh, there is? Yes. I only know the Michael Jordan one. No, there's a new one with LeBron James. How funny do you think it was um, to film Space Jams? One dude just going around and there's nothing around him and he just has to act with these like pretend <laughs> bunnies. Uh, yeah. Like just to watch to see how they filmed it would be so funny. It's just him talking to himself. Like, <laughs> and him in the basketball court by himself. Like the LeBron version, they probably had like way more technological advances. Like, yeah. That they could, you know, green screen a person and then like make it in. So like you're actually talking to someone in real oh, life, but then they just kind of turn them into a bunny after or something. But like <laughs> in the Michael Jordan days, I feel like. <laughs> I think he was by himself. They probably told him to take some shrooms and then go record a scene. Hallucinate the cartoons, the Muckakange. Well, Looney Tunes was always popular too because our Six Flags here, our Six Flags in New England, they have Toontown, or they did. I, it's been years since I've been to to Six Flags New England, but they had a whole like Toontown area. Oh, uh, we're yeah, weren't Looney Tunes like kind of like the mascot kind of yeah. situation for Six Flags? I don't know, maybe, maybe not. So yeah, it makes sense that your daughter doesn't know who they are. So one more thing, because I was just thinking of what I'm calling Mucka Kange in Space Jam, the characters there. And when I was at your house a couple weeks ago, we were looking at teddy bears and we were calling them Tadaksh. Do you remember this? We couldn't decide if Tadaksh was a real word or not because we couldn't. We were trying to look it up. We we're trying to spell it. We we're trying to look it up. Nothing was coming up with Tadaksh. And then we called yeah. your dad and you were like, dad, how do you spell Tadaksh? And he very confidently gave you a spelling. <laughs> he hung up. We tried looking it up. We're like, I can't find it. And then he immediately called you back. It was like, no, I think it's this. And then he starts spelling it again for you. We could not figure it out. I couldn't figure it out. So if anybody knows if Tadaksh is a real word, if anybody even knows what I'm talking about when we say Tadaksh, like I'm looking at like a stuffed teddy bear. It's a Tadak, right? Yeah. I always thought they were Tadak. Mecca Cage was like cartoons. Right. On TV. And Tadaksh was like a, like a like a stuffy. Did we make that up? Well, we obviously didn't make it up. We did our parents make it up because my dad clearly spelt it. He acted like it was a word that he learned and knew how to spell. So Yeah. So it's out there in the universe. <laughs> we just, the internet can't seem to find it. We'd like to get some feedback on that. <laughs> and then the last thing on our social media roundup is, again, with Easter, I didn't even know this was a thing. I wasn't doing this with my daughter, but my sister-in-law must have been tracking it throughout the day with my niece. She called to tell us that the Easter Bunny was in Portugal. So it was like, it was right before bed on the night before Easter, I think. You know what? I couldn't figure out why he wasn't in the United States because it's the time zone. Yeah. <laughs> and it was Easter from Portugal. So that's why. But so she said, oh, the Easter Bunny's in Portugal right now. And I thought it was so funny. So I looked up this Easter Bunny tracker. And it shows you this like map of the world and it has all these like little Easter eggs where the Easter Bunny had already been and he had been all over the world already, not in the US because it wasn't Easter yet. 
he he was in Portugal at that very moment and you could see like you could track his speed where he last was where what city he was currently in and so he was in Portugal I forget where he was I think he, I saw him in Lisbon at one point and then he went to Coimbra it, like he spends a little bit of time at each location so it doesn't like change right away it's not instant so I just kind of like logged out after seeing him in a couple spots in Portugal and then I don't know, 15 minutes later, I went and I opened it back up just to see where he was. And he was in Ponta Delgado, San Miguel, in the Azores. And I just thought it was hysterical. I'm like, what are the chances of all the freaking places in the world I log in when this bunny is making his <laughs> way downtown in San Miguel? When did Easter Bunny become Santa? That's all I want to know. When did he become Santa? Because people are getting their kids legit like gifts for the Easter. I got a little chocolate, chocolate bean of a, a ch- chocolate bunny. That's it. And these kids are getting like full blown gifts. And now there's like an Easter bunny tracker. <laughs> I got the basket that they would go get from CVS or Rite Aid or Brooks Pharmacy, probably. Right. They'd go and it was like on the top shelf of one of the, <laughs> the Easter themed aisle, you know, like the holiday aisle. Because they're so tall, so they can't fit in like a normal shelf. Right. So they'd get that and it had all the like, like fake translucent grass in there and you had like two chocolate bunnies and like I don't know what else was came in there but yeah no these kids are getting like full-blown gifts now I know I know my kid got a freaking full-blown avatar lego set and then like a a new wardrobe like I don't know it got away from me (laughs) now how is Easter Bunny carrying it like he doesn't have like a sack like Santa He's not on a sleigh like Santa. I have questions for the, for the Easter Bunny. <laughs> Does he have to get one basket, return to his bunny lair, <laughs> and go out again? Like, how is he? How is he keeping up with this production? <laughs> we don't know. But and where is like the Easter Bunny living? Where's his area? Where's his workshop? And why is he a full grown human size? And not, like. <laughs> Have you ever seen a real bunny? Like, why is he a man standing up on two legs? <laughs> That's what it looked like in the app, too, when you posted it, right, to the story? Yeah. It's like, oh, it was just a man. It was like a full man. <laughs> <laughs> why is it looking like that? Why don't they have a guy who has to sit and crouch on all fours and, like, hop like a real bunny? You said that, did it? <laughs> no, it's not. So that's our social media roundup we have a fun culture topic for you guys today we've got cool nostalgia topics mental health we're gonna keep going today's culture topic is wedding prank shenanigans like i don't know if this is specific to the portuguese culture specific to our area i don't know what this involves but i'm just gonna talk about it and you guys can go and ask your families if they did this and we could find out if this was just like a Portuguese thing, if this was just an area thing. I don't know where this came from. My dad, when we were driving to Toronto, we had a lot of time to chat. And so this came up somehow about wedding, wedding party pranks, because I was asking him something about one of the episodes we did on weddings. We talked about some Portuguese tradition where they would try to like steal your car while you're at the reception or like, you know, play pranks on you or try to keep you at the reception, like just weird things like that. 
you know, your team and Al would go out and take your keys and go move your car somewhere else. You know, you got <laughs> out of the wedding, you had no car, you had to stay or whatever. I don't know. What an asshole. <laughs> so I was trying to explain that to my dad and be like, did you guys ever do this? Did you hear of this tradition? And he was like, oh, we used to do all kinds of shit. And I'm like, what do you mean? It, it almost sounded like this is what you'd come back home to your house. Mm-hmm. I don't know if back in the day they used to schedule their honeymoon. Like you'd go to the airport from the reception. Like it was like you'd have your lo- your malish packed already and you'd, you'd take off and go to the airport. That's a good question because did some of them even go on a honeymoon? Like I don't know. That's something I need to ask my parents, but I don't think my parents went on a honeymoon. They got married out there. Oh, uh, but so I think it was like one of those things where like the honeymoon, like nowadays people will be like, oh, like I'm getting married this year. Am I, I'm going to take my honeymoon next year or something like that. Like they'll yeah. go on like a little mini moon or something right after the reception. But or they'll be like a few days or a week. Like it's not immediate. But before, I think they used to be pretty immediately after the reception. So I think this might have even been like these people got married. They went on their honeymoon and then they're arriving back to their house for the first time since being married or for the first time ever because they couldn't live together before they were married. I don't know what the situation was. <laughs> wink, 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 wink. Yeah, first, first time ever. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink, wink. And they'd get into their home and it would just be like trashed. And it was the wedding party or their close friends or whoever it was that would just do all this shit to their house while they were gone. And they'd have to come home to that. And he gave me a lot of examples <laughs> of what they used to do. Cause I'm like, what, like, what do you mean? Like, what did you do? And a lot of it centered around the bed, their, the couple's bed. Mm-hmm. It was always a prank involving their bed, which again, this is bringing up a lot of questions that I didn't ask my dad. And I need to go back and be like, wait, you had a house together before you were married? Yeah, my mom said there was like a house on the street. She said right near her grandmother's house that after the wedding, that's where they went. But it wasn't their house? No, it wasn't their house. They didn't live together either. So I don't understand, right? Like I'm a little confused at the situation. But this is what my parents were saying that people would come in and I'm like, how did they get, first of all, how did they get into your house? And he's like, oh, you know, sometimes they'd break the, they'd break in, they'd break a window. He's like, we'd break a window. I'm like, you break in a window to get into these people's houses? Like, these are not harmless pranks, FYI, people. They would break a window to get in. He said, sometimes we would find a way to make a duplicate key. So in the week leading up to the wedding or something, they'd be like, hey, I need to borrow your car. I got a flat. Can I borrow your car for something? And then when they had the person's keys, they'd go to the hardware store and make a duplicate and then come back. So they had a key to get into their house. Lots of illegal shit going on. This is your dad doing this here, though, in the States, or was it out there? This is in Fall River, Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they would get in. Breaking and entering, illegally acquiring a duplicate set of keys. And then they would do shit like some of it was quote unquote harmless, like, oh, they'd go spread rice all over your bed, right? Like just rice everywhere in the room and stuff. And yeah, it's a pain in the ass, but like nobody's getting hurt. But then, like, there was a conversation about pins. My dad said they used to put pins in the bed. I'm like, what do you mean pins? Like, alfnetch? Agulish? I was thinking, like, the sewing needle. Because they probably have a lot of those. Well, I don't... Is it safety pins? Is it sewing needles? Like, what are they putting in there? What's the difference between an alfnetch and an agulia? Agulia is, like, the sewing one, right? 
Is off net the safety pin? The safety pin. I don't know. I'm making it up. No, because when I eat like periwinkles, the caramouche, you always need you always need the safety <laughs> pin. <laughs> so I'm using the safety pin to eat my periwinkles that they use to break someone's bed. Oh my god, eating caramouche with a safety pin is such a that's such a vibe. It's such a Portuguese thing. Oh my god, I'm dying. Back to the pranks. So the pins, that was alarming. It was concerning me. I couldn't conceptualize it. But then one of my cousins also said that. She was like, oh, yeah, yeah, they put pins in the bed. And I'm like, what? I don't understand. That seems dangerous. Have they heard of HIV? <laughs> well, let's hope it's clean pins. <laughs> I would be so pissed just because, you know, I have just a fear of all. I have a fear of needles. I have a fear of all that stuff. <laughs> I like don't like blood, so I would be I would be livid, right? So I was like, "What did they do specifically to you?" And she was talking about rice, and then she talks about itching powder. They put itching powder in the bed, and I'm like, "What the hell is itching powder?" I'm like, "Is this powder to not make you itch? Like if you're itchy, like a gold bond?" <laughs> She's like, "No, it's like a powder that makes you itchy," and I'm like. But why would you want a powder that makes you itchy? Why does this exist, right? Where do you buy this? The other thing they did to my parents, my mom was trying to explain this to me. And she's like, oh, and then the dirty pictures. They put dirty pictures everywhere. And I'm like, what do you mean dirty pictures? And she's like, you know, like the Playboy. And I'm like, what? <laughs> she said, I was finding dirty pictures in places for a long time because like they must have hid them well or like put them like in the bottom of her drawer under her pukes or something. <laughs> I don't know. She said they've just plastered the whole like house with dirty Playboy pictures. So I was asking because in my mind, I was like, did they print them off the Internet? Like I was like, they didn't have the Internet. So like they didn't have printers. Like, what were you doing? And they said, no, the Playboy magazines. And then my dad made the most insane comment to me that just blew my mind. He said, he's like, yeah, the Playboys, they had the Playboy magazines were everywhere. He said they used to have them in the bathroom, in the men's room at work. <laughs> Stacks of them. That's alarming. <laughs> there should be no Playboy magazine in a bathroom, in a men's bathroom. <laughs> no wonder the factories went out of business. Trying to get that image out of my head. Ah, <laughs> uh, I could have lived my whole life without knowing that fact. And then he said, like, oh, someone complained or something, and they had to take them out. I don't know. I don't know if that was a normal thing. Was that a normal thing? He would have been, God, I mean, he was at work here starting in the late 70s. So was that a normal thing? Maybe and in like an all-male job place, like an employment that's just all men or something. But It definitely was not an all-male place of employment, but the bathroom was the men's room. Would you be timing people how long they're taking in the bathroom? <laughs> I feel like they were union workers. They were piecework. Like they got paid by the piece they were making. They had their 15 minute coffee break in the morning and in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> There's a line for the bathroom and the coffee break. Oh, I'm just freaking sorry. And it's like, I get wanting to read something when you're on the toilet because, you know, we all, you know, we all bring our phones into the bathroom. But I wouldn't want to be touching another Playboy magazine that the prior person, the person before me touched. Because <laughs> it's like, I don't know what you just did. No, I do know what you just did. 
<laughs> and you touch those pages. Oh, so gross. So gross. Oh my God. <laughs> I can't even. I would expect that maybe at like a construction company, like a an 80s construction company and having ma- those magazines maybe on site. But like at a factory where there's other like women. <laughs> And it was like a fabric textile kind of place. Like there was women sewing. (laughs) So there's that. I need to do a little more research into whether that was like widely a thing that just Playboy magazines were in the men's bathrooms in the early 80s. Oh, okay. Anyways, (laughs) moving on. So a couple other things they did. My mom said balloons were really popular. Like they would fill an entire room of balloons like wall to wall floor to ceiling balloons filled up and then like shut the door so you couldn't even like open the door to get in oh that's kind of funny that was one they did a lot that's so much work but that's kind of funny dude so much work like <laughs> so you, much know, work. you know they didn't have equipment for that they were hand blowing those things and then to tie the balloons Bosa. oh my god what a waste what a waste it's like they come from poverty. They get a little bit of money and they want to spend it on balloon. <laughs> Do you think they would untie the balloons and let the air out instead of popping them so they could reuse them? Maybe they popped like a few just to get through into the room. Yeah. And then they, they were like, we got to reuse the rest of these. Yeah. <laughs> these balloons are still good. <laughs> I don't know if you can. Can you unknot a knotted balloon? The thought of seeing a Portuguese person (laughs) trying to unknot a balloon to save it is really, I really like that. He said they would rearrange the furniture a lot. So they would go into somebody's house. They just put all the furniture in a different spot. My dad said one of his like best ones or his favorite one was he hid some guy like they had area rugs, like, you know, the big like oriental rugs or whatever. And this guy had like a few in different rooms and he put one of the rugs underneath the other rug. And then, like, put all the furniture back, like, the way it was. And the guy just, like, was going nuts as his rug was missing. And it was just, like, <laughs> hiding under the other rug. And like That's a good one. That's a freaking good one. So my, I had asked my mom. So, obviously, my parents got married out there. So I asked her, like, if any pranks were done to her. And, like I said, she was, like, in this house. It must have been someone's house. So after they got married that night, they would, you know, go through their honeymoon, I guess. And she said for them, people put um, fireplace wood into their bed. So when they would get on the bed, it would break and fall. <laughs> so their, their bed broke. They would make it heavy. So then add my parents' weight onto it, the bed would break. I'm trying to visualize this and conceptualize it, and I'm struggling. So they had, like, obviously corn husk in their bed, their mattresses. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So they put, like, my, my mom kind of said it was wood like you would put in the fireplace. I don't know if it's as thick of a wood that we use today. Oh, like they would take out the corn husks from the mattress and, like, fill it with wood. Uh... And so then my parents would go on to bed, would go on the bed to, you know, go to sleep. <clears throat> wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> and the bed would break and their bed broke. So it's like, who pays for that bed? That's what I'm saying. Because it's not their house. Right. You're already going into your marriage with a debt. (laughs) (laughs) And here we were this whole time thinking that they were so like resourceful and they won't waste anything and they 
We just like needed to preserve everything that they had. They're out here just like torching shit when people get married. What are we doing? They have to have a little bit of fun, I guess, right? I suppose, yeah. But I was really, when you first told me about the wood and the bed briefly before we hopped on to record this, I could not picture it. I'm just picturing like firewood logs like on top of a mattress. And I'm like, how did they not see that <laughs> when they went to go lay down? But now that makes more sense. Because their mattresses, I, I don't know if they could, like, I'm assuming they can open it because they filled it with corn husks. I'm sure it didn't have, like, a zipper, but I'm sure it was, like, just sewed up and they just <laughs> cut the stitches and re-sew it or something, right? I don't know. Yes. <laughs> but that's great. I think I, I told you guys the story on this podcast in one of my early Azores episodes about my mom on the corn husk bed when we went to visit. She didn't want to sleep on that corn husk mattress that had been there for 40 years <laughs> so she took that out put an air mattress on the bed frame but there was like nails sticking up in the bed frame and so when they got on the air mattress on that bed frame it like popped <laughs> the air mattress and it went that down too so that seems to be a theme with those beds <laughs> you just gotta sleep with the cord hot that's all it is our nostalgia topic today I don't know how else to describe it, but it's just rooms. <laughs> rooms. <laughs> We're going to start by talking about this room, this old nostalgic room that was recreated for 90s con, like a bedroom setup by 30 AF. I think they're, I don't know what they are. They're a company. They have an Instagram account, 30 AF. I think they're an Instagram account <laughs> that we all follow. <laughs> Like 30 as fuck. Like that's yeah. I think the vibe. But so th I guess this room was sponsored by them at 90s con. It, it was set up identical to a, a 90s girl room. <laughs> to the T. And you could go in there and like take pictures and all that stuff or just kind of look around. And it was really cool. We took pictures there and I have a picture of it up on my screen. And I just kind of want to walk you through like some of the stuff that we see in the room that was just really cool and it was nostalgic for us and it it just brings you back because these were exactly the things that we would have had in our rooms back then oh, it brought back like so many memories just going through that room so i'm trying to like zoom in because it was so detailed and there was so much stuff everywhere they had like bookshelves and just like a coffee table with like all these magazines and cds and all kinds of things out Furniture wise, they had like this multicolored rug situation, but then they also had a bean bag and an inflatable chair with glitter see through. Yes, a clear glitter one. And I never had inflatable furniture. I didn't either. I've had a bean. I had a bean bag. Me too. I had several bean bags. Yes. Do you remember at my first house? I don't know if you remember doing this with me, but I did it all the time. So I can only imagine that you were with me one of the times. I had this like bright orange bean bag and it was like a nylon finish. And we had these like polyester y synthetic carpeted stairs straight down to my basement. And we would we'd open the door and it was super steep. And we'd take the, the bean oh, bag and we'd sit on the bean bag and we'd just slide all the way down the basement stairs to the bottom. Do you remember doing that? absolutely <laughs> yeah we would just slide right down 
that's like a that's a big given. If you got stairs, you have to do that. You do, but this combination specifically, like it wasn't a regular carpet. It was like a basement carpet. So it, it was like it was almost like felt like it was like plasticky. Like it was like synthetic is the only yeah. thing I can use to describe it. Slippery as hell, in other <laughs> words. And then the nylon, it was just a nylon bean bag. So it wasn't the one in this picture in this room that we're looking at. It was it looks like it's like leather and looks like it would be sticky, but the one that we had was like these two materials were just meant for speed. Like they would just <laughs> slide down there and you'd hit the bottom and your ass would hit that concrete floor so hard. <laughs> but I was always pissed that I never had inflatable furniture. I would always see it at Claire's and I wanted some. I definitely didn't have any of that either. <laughs> so Claire's is actually still a thing i went into a claire's the other day at the outlets because i was looking for something for easter like a little trinket to put in my kids easter basket the store has not changed one bit like i think they are selling the same merchandise they sold when we were kids they're selling all those little like black chokers with the like the plastic black choker things with the like spirally swooshy things because those are coming back and they have like shell necklaces. I'm like, it's just, it's the exact same <laughs> catalog of things. I went to Clay's to get my ears pierced. Not my first hole. My first hole was like, I was a baby when I got them done. But like my second hole that I don't have anymore. I think I went to Clay's. <laughs> so it's like, here I am, like a high school kid. So that's an ethnic thing, I think, right? Getting your ears pierced. I don't know. Like as a baby. I think so. Yeah. Like, I don't know which came first. Like, I was probably, like, ears pierced before I got baptized. I don't even know. Like, <laughs> Yeah, you probably did get your ears pierced before, so you can wear your little gold, little stud thing so, to your baptism. I don't know how that all worked, because you're not supposed to leave the house with the baby <laughs> before it's baptized. So, like, do they have piercers come into the home? <laughs> like, door-to-door piercers? Did your daughter get her ears pierced when she was a baby? No, I purposely didn't do it, because I'm like... I don't I have no need I don't wear earrings I have no desire to put earrings on my kid I don't know if she wants earrings so I'm like why am I gonna just go torment my child for no reason so I decided I wasn't gonna do it and when she's old enough she can decide whether she wants it or not but she's kind of practical every time she's like mom I think I want earrings I'm like okay do you think they'll be comfortable and she's like no (laughs) (laughs) yeah she's very like she likes like her comfort Mm mm-hmm no, I don't think she'll like earrings either. No, me neither. So I, I talk her out of it every time. <laughs> <laughs> when she turns like 18, she can go to Claire's and get them done. <laughs> right. She, I'm going to go let her watch someone else get theirs done at Claire's and see yeah. if she still wants to do it. <laughs> so in this room, I'm looking, I'm see, I see lava lamps, which I don't think I had one of those either. This room is just a beacon of things I never got. This is sad. <laughs> If it's stuff that you didn't have, I definitely didn't have a lot of this. I had the tr- those trolls. I had a lot of trolls. Oh, my God. I had so many trolls. They probably weren't that expensive, right? Probably. I had uh, bins and bins of trolls. I love trolls. I love their hair. I love braiding their hair. I love, like, tying it. I love I loved, I loved brushing their hair. I would wet my comb, brush the hair down. <laughs> Fucking love trolls. And then I see a Furby. I didn't have Furby. I didn't either. I think Furbies might have come out like a little bit later. Yeah. And then weren't they like super hard to get? 
or was that tickle me elmo there was like a, a whole shortage situation it could have been a verbi where it was like one of those things like christmas like people were fighting over trying to get furbies and shit you know yeah i never had one but you know what i did have that i'm seeing on this shelf in this room is that puppy surprise thing where it's like this dog and then it has like a velcro belly that you open it up and there's puppies inside you know what i'm talking about yeah i know i mean i didn't have it (laughs) my childhood i always thought it was kind of effed up because you would be buying it and it was like a mystery of how many puppies you were gonna get it was like you could get anywhere from two puppies to nine puppies and like you never got nine puppies like you always got the two puppies (laughs) and that would just piss me off you keep buying more of them, more of the dog, and like it's just the two puppies and other two. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so here's what I'm going to tell you. I'm going to just tease. This is a long topic, so I'm just going to tease it in this episode because I'm seeing it in this picture, but we will talk about it full blown on another episode. This room has got milk posters hung up all on it. Like, so there's like, Lisa Kudrow and Jennifer Aniston in a got milk pose. There's like a figure skater. I don't know if that's Michelle Kwan. There's Jonathan Taylor Thomas. And who is that? Is that Naomi Campbell, maybe? I'm yeah. not sure who that last person is. What it looks like. And then there's a Danny DeVito and what's her name from Matilda? Oh, um I want to say Raya Perlman, but I don't think that's the right person. <laughs> no, because that's his wife, right? Is that his real life wife from yeah. Matilda? Yeah. Are you Googling her name? Yes. Ray Perlman. Oh. I think they're divorced now. There was rumored or something. They're divorced, but they've been together. I don't know. They're like married, divorced, together, but separate. This was just like really recent. I didn't know that they were together in real life. So that's cool. So they're in the Got Milk poster too. So there's a bunch of these Got Milk posters. And the thing that I'm going to tease is that, you know how you're always just like, this, this was like advertisement that was like all through the 90s that you're kind of like for what fucking purpose like got milk milk is just like a generic thing like it's not like a brand of milk yeah. that they're trying to advertise so like what is the purpose of these ads and then oh the rabbit hole I went down about government subsidies of the dairy industry and ending with cheese caves underground in Missouri that there's like a surplus of like billions of cheese there's a whole situation. So <laughs> we'll get into that in another episode. Melissa would go down a rabbit hole on milk. Well, it's like you look at these ads and you're like, what the hell were they advertising? General milk? I thought they wanted us just to drink milk for our bones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they spent all that money just to get Americans nice and healthy for no reason. <laughs> The milk didn't help me. My bones hurt me all the time. <laughs> so I'm just teasing that for another episode. If anybody wants to go down that rabbit hole beforehand, feel free. There's Spice Girls pictures on here. There's No Doubt Tragic Kingdom album cover. And Britney Spears album. That's like open on the desk. And it looks like an NSYNC VHS. So there's a bunch, there was a bunch, you can't really see it well in this picture, but I remember it from being there because we went in the room to take pictures. There was a bunch of books and they were like the full house series books. 
you know, like there was like those Stephanie and the Michelle chapter books. Like, oh, those were so good. Another thing I didn't have. <laughs> books. You didn't have books. <laughs> Not those specific ones. <laughs> so the phone they have set up in this room is the clear phone. Now that see-through item. <laughs> yeah, the 90s were really big on just like being see-through. So that phone that like you could see all the inner working parts of the phone. I had that phone when I was a kid. I remember seeing you having that. I had a hamburger phone. <laughs> you did. That was like later though. That was when Juno came out, right? Was it when Juno came out? Didn't Juno have a Oh hamburger yeah, phone? you're right. Yep. Yep. You're right. I think it was. So every time your phone would ring. It, the whole thing inside would light up. Yeah, that the deal? Yeah. The whole thing would light up and you could see like the little bell component mm-hmm. to it. There was like a little green bell in there and the thing was loud as hell and it would ring for so long. There was no secret phone calls. You know how you always try to like, if your friends call you like late at night, you try to like pick it up in like one ring. Yeah. <laughs> like you could hear that throughout the house, throughout the night. <laughs> <laughs> and it's what, a Polaroid camera. Right near the phone. Which I never had a Polaroid. No, me neither. We were big on like the the disposables. Yeah, disposables. I think my mom got her first camera when we went to Portugal our first time together. Our first like full family trip to Portugal was when my mom got an actual camera, but it wasn't like a Polaroid. We have a caboodle. It's like a light purple lilac top with a blue bottom Karen I don't I got a caboodle but I think I got a caboodle later in life my cousins had caboodles my cousins had caboodles too oh. and I, I never did <laughs> all their makeup I think I got like their caboodle that they didn't want anymore they had caboodles that had full of makeup in it <laughs> yeah I was never that was never me like I don't know I was just I was never makeup e. I was never into makeup so <laughs> You haven't changed. I'm still not, so I don't. I don't need a caboodle. <laughs> no, I got a used caboodle. So. Hand me down caboodle. This packs of Dunkaroos all over yeah. this room, which they still make. But I don't know if I see them at Market Basket, but I don't know if they're the same. So it, there's a bunch of magazines in here as well. You know, like all the posters, like Teen Bop magazines. Yes, and. There was a separate booth. I don't know if you saw this, but there was a separate booth at 90s Con that had all the original magazines. Mm-hmm. Somebody was selling them, right? They were selling like originals from the 90s of all these like random magazines, like all just random issues that they had collected or I don't know how they got them. But they and they're all like if you look at them, like, you know how they're addressed to people. They're all addressed to like random people all throughout the country. Like, <laughs> If you just flip one over, it's got like a New York address or you flip another one over. It's like Idaho. Like it just it was interesting. But they were selling them. Wasn't it like five dollars for one? Yeah, I saw some for like 25 bucks in that pile. Who would have thought to save your all your magazines? Oh, obviously, it looks like they were like collecting. They were collecting magazines because since they were different addresses. But who would think to like save your magazine? So then later on in life. You could be at a booth and potentially sell them. (laughs) 
I know. I think I still have some in my parents' basement. Of course you Like do. just a random assortment, but I feel like they're all like moofy. <laughs> <laughs> they're moldy. They had, it was like in plastic. He had them in plastic, right? They were well-preserved for sure. And my thing is, how did you have them without all the posters being ripped out? Oh, that's a good point. Because that was like the thing. You would get these magazines and they were full of like quad folded posters in there. Yeah. Bifolded posters. And you'd pull them out and you go hang them up on your wall. Oh, yeah. That's a valid point. My room was filled with posters. Has it out. <laughs> and my dad would be pissed because he's like, if the, if the I tape on the, the wall. Tape, the tape on the walls. <laughs> I know. I know. And I was in like a new house. I moved in like fifth grade and it was like a new house that my parents had built and they had just like freshly painted all the walls and they were just like, you are not putting tape on these walls. They made me put my posters like in my closet, I think. I feel like I remember that. Even your your childhood bedroom at that house was was like a 90s themed. Well, obviously, but because you had the two colored walls in your room. <laughs> your fan was colored like a rainbow colored each fan blade was a different color it was like the home depot special <laughs> like you walked into the home depot and it was just like there's one <laughs> fan for a kid's room and it was this multicolored thing yeah so you had a straight up like 90s vibe bedroom i did i did the thing that i want to say that is so funny because i'm going to throw our friend under the bus when we were in this room taking pictures we all went in there and we were like, po- you kind of like pose as if you're just like naturally in the room. Like you'd sit on the beanbag, like crack open a magazine. Like we were we were all trying to do that kind mm-hmm. of vibe. And our friend, we didn't know this until after we looked at the pictures, but we all, the rest of us, posed in some nice way. Like pretended we were reading a book in there, like tried to make it natural. Like we were part of the scene in this bedroom, like one of our friends picked up the phone like she was talking on the phone and our other friend like missed the memo totally and she was just like standing there like showcasing an item like Vanna White and it was like well I'm laughing because I think I did that too no you didn't I think I just held a troll but like held it like you were playing with it no I think I was just like showcasing (laughs) (laughs) okay well you also missed the memo we were trying to be act natural, act cool. <laughs> you guys are breaking like the fourth wall, looking directly at the camera, Vanna Whiting, your items that you were holding. I did the same. All right. So this nostalgic room brings us to a second topic of conversation, which is escape rooms. And I don't know, they feel kind of nostalgic because they've been around for a while, but I had never done one. Same. And we did one. I don't know, a week or two ago. And we we just want to share that experience with you because it was our first escape room. I loved every second of it. <laughs> so just to give people a little idea of why Kelly loved it. We didn't know this when we booked it. We just kind of like there was three options of three different rooms you could choose at this place. There was one that just, I don't know, it seemed like it had a, a good mystery to solve. And we picked it. We didn't realize it was like, so scary, I guess. <laughs> I don't know if I had to describe the room in 
two words was like creepy dolls. Loved it. Every second of it. <laughs> Which is like Kelly's vibe. She loves creepy doll shit. I love anything spooky. And everything, like just every room in that in that area was spooky. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> in my mind, before I did this escape room, I thought escape room was literally like one room. Like you go in and there's one room and you solve some shit and you try to quote unquote escape out of that room. I thought the same too. Like I thought we were gonna just be in that room. This was like four rooms. There was four different rooms that you had to like unlock and then get into the next room and then like mm-hmm. just go back and forth. It was a whole thing. And one was completely hidden. We didn't even know about the other room. Right. So like there when we first walked in, we were in one room and we saw doors with locks on them to two other spaces. So we were like, okay, we at least know that we have to unlock these two rooms. We got to get in there, figure the situation out. A third room, really a fourth room, I guess, but another room popped up eventually out of like the back of a bookcase. Yeah. It was a secret <laughs> room that we didn't even know existed. And so we were like, oh shit, we, we ain't even close. <laughs> we still have that room over there with the four padlocks on it. And we had, what was it, an hour? No, it was... It was an hour. It was an hour, right? An hour to do it, to complete this whole thing. <laughs> Ninka. <laughs> That is correct. We failed. We did not get out of the room. No. We thought we were close. We we were like, oh my God, we are almost solving this thing. Like, we are so good. We're almost getting this. And the woman from the place came in and was like, time's up. And we were like, no, can you just let us finish? And she was like, no, it's like midnight. <laughs> She's like, it's midnight. And we're like, okay. Because we were the last people there. And we were like, oh, but we were so close. Like, we're in the middle of solving this. And she's like, well, do you want to know? Like, do you want me to spoil it for you or not? Like to tell you what the rest of it would have been. And we said, yeah, we want to know. So she explained. She's like, oh, like, so you just would have had to figure out this and then done this and then put this here and then gone there and then gone into that room and done this. And she kept going. And she kept going. And we were like, yo, like another uh, whole hour in there. We still wouldn't have gotten out. No. In all fairness, we did open every single room. The last room we opened, we probably only had like five minutes in there before our time ran out. Yeah, we didn't even get to touch that last room. No. And that was arguably one of the creepiest ones. Yeah, because I had like the nails. I had nails on the wall and I had a whole like potion area. All up my vibe. Um, and then I had like a doll that was like dressed up in black with like a mask. It was like creepy. You just opened the door and that was the first thing you saw. That doll, you know what it reminded me of? The, the thing from Saw. Yes. The little thing that goes on the tricycle. It reminded me of that. And then we had one friend who was like scared to touch anything. <laughs> I don't know if that was like, was that like a fear of germs or was that a fear of the room? Maybe I had a little bit of both. Definitely the germs. But then I think she was like scared that like it's anything was like haunted. So I didn't think that escape rooms were supposed to be like scary in that way. Like I thought you were solving puzzles and you're just kind of doing your thing and trying to get out. But this was truly haunted house vibes in this in this yeah. room. And we were doing it at night in New Bedford. <laughs> <laughs> 
massive escape shout out so i guess like spoiler alert if you're planning to go to this escape room maybe like pause this and come back and listen when you're after you've done it oh that's that's a good point (laughs) but one of the rooms there was like a jump scare which i was not expecting for an escape room like we went in and it was this creepy doll room it was like the the girl we were trying to save ophelia we were trying to save this little dead girl from a long time ago or free her ghost spirit or something and it was her bedroom in this old victorian house so it was like this like ratty bed bed frame in the corner of the room and then just like all like headless dolls everywhere like lots of creepy dolls like (laughs) blood writing on the walls like creepy shit right and you walk into this room and we figured out that we needed to turn the lights off Mm -hmm. to progress in the game like that was a clue it was like okay we need to turn the lights off and see what we find and i was expecting like some i don't know glow in the dark paint or something like when we turn the lights off, I was expecting to be like, oh, look, you can see a writing on the wall over there in glow in the dark writing. But instead, what happened was we turned the lights off and this loud ass bang happened. And then a freaking doll fell out of the ce- a trap door in the ceiling onto our friend's head. And we all just we couldn't see pitch black. And we all just started screaming in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> and we turn the lights on and there's like like a little doll hanging by a noose or something that came out of the ceiling and it was like a headless doll i think uh, i think that one had a head oh okay maybe okay a key i think that doll had like a mm. little key or something and that helped us unlock something but uh, we were not expecting that i w- and i think i like after that happened i was like oh my god that's so awesome i know i was all for it I know. Anytime, anytime somebody needed somebody to like touch something, or like there was like a clown like under the bed that we found, and like nobody wants to like kind of crawl under the bed to go get it. So we sent Kelly, like (laughs) Kelly, go get the clown, (laughs) dude. You finger fuck that clown till (laughs) because we're like, there's got to be something in this. There wasn't. That clown had nothing to do with anything. Nothing. It was just underneath the bed. Yeah. Kelly was like ripping the stuffing out of this clown. Like, and you had a smart idea of taking the sheets off the bed, and there was blood all over the bed with a message. Yeah, I gotta do a little limpeza. I'm putting. Gotta get these (laughs) sheets in the laundry. You picked up the rugs. (laughs) I flipped all the rugs upside down. There was number coding on the back of the rugs and i was like i don't know if this has to do with anything <laughs> if this is part of the the room clues or if this is like how they're sold at costco with these numbers on the back <laughs> like i don't know but <laughs> we're gonna find out and mind you before we went in the girl like had us all we were just sitting down and she was explaining how it works and time and why and she mentioned about bonus points that you can like you can accumulate bonus points in this and bonus things were marked i think with maybe some type of pyramid some type of symbol we didn't even touch (laughs) the bonus things we were so confident going into that we were asked like we saw the scoreboards and we were asking her how the scoring worked and we were like what's the max score you can get like we thought we were going to max out the points in this room like you got a certain number of points for escaping the room and solving it and then you got like a time bonus for how many minutes you had left after you solved it. And then she said there was those two bonus rounds that you could 
go after separately for more points in there, like two bonus missions. We came out of that room with zero points. Zero. We solved no bonus missions. Nothing. We did not escape the room. We had no time remaining. I, I would say I'm assuming if you did win and you move on to like writing your name on the wall, you can get like a team name. We didn't even have to make a team name. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> no team name. Nada. That was a sad performance. I think like if you were to go do it now, it's been a few weeks. Could you go back and solve it? Yes. Okay. I think I could too. Yes. I mean, we know all the answers because we've already done no, it. I, I but, know, but like, could we still solve the ending that we didn't get to physically do? Like, I know we heard her tell us. Right. You would. You, you would. <laughs> I think we could. I think we definitely could. But we were doing some dumb shit. So they they watch you. There's video in there. Yes. And they, they watch you the whole time. And when we left there, all, all I could think about was all the dumb shit we did in there. And how they were just watching us the whole time of all the wrong paths we went down. I was convinced, nobody could convince me otherwise, that I needed to sing the ABCs. And so I started singing the ABCs. And then I saw something about down on one knee. And so I got down on one knee and was singing the ABCs. (laughs) (laughs) That was not part of (laughs) of the room. So And you could ask for hints. They had this like little old, old, we didn't even know that that's where we would ask for ins. I think you were messing around with like an old speaker. Yeah. I was like, let's see if this thing turns on. And then you would just hear like some staticky. She had a great voice of doing it. She did like an old timey, creepy old lady voice. And we asked, we didn't ask for a whole lot of hints either. I think we asked like two hints. I don't know why we didn't ask for more. We asked for a hint because we thought we were doing the right thing at one point. Yes. And it wasn't working. And we we're like, what are, what are we missing here? Like, we're doing what it says to do. And it, it wasn't opening up the room. And I think now that I think back on it, I think it's because our friend who was afraid to touch anything, she was the one who had to touch the thing. And like, so she wasn't actually touching it. And she was just like, yeah, I'm touching it. <laughs> I think so. She didn't want the germs. She didn't touch it. Oh, I love her, but yes. I I feel like we left the escape room and it was scarier than I was expecting for the the middle of the night. So not a great mental health (laughs) situation. You never want to do scary shit right before bed. Don't take our advice. Don't follow our footsteps. Don't do it at don't do it at eleven at night, guys. (laughs) Not that room. No. And that poor woman who had to go and like reset the room after we left by herself the worker how does she sleep at night i don't know yeah we felt bad but this is a good segue right into our mental health segment so i'm gonna just do a little update on my gratitude journal that i started on the first of april so now we are 12 days in um, and I've been doing it every morning, sometimes not first thing in the morning, because <laughs> during the week, gets a little busy to try to, you know, get ready for the day to go to work. But I do try to do it at least before I leave for work. So it's done home, I'm at home, I'm in my comfort. And I just feel like I've been a little bit more positive. Have you really been doing it? No, I have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I believe it. 
Let me see the pages. My journal's in my room. <laughs> no, I have. I've been. I've been filling my little journal out. Um, and I don't know. I just feel like me writing it down. I, I've been a little bit more positive. Even people at work have said it to me. <laughs> really? That's interesting. They're like, oh, you've been kind of coming into work and not like, you know, hating the day. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. It's like, it's just, I'm kind of like, I know I just, I need to be here. I just got to get it done. And I'm here. Like, I'm not like, they don't hear me complain as much. It's interesting because of the timing of it too. Like, I wonder how much of it is your gratitude journaling and how much of it is just the sun coming out. Oh, true. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like the combination of the two, deadly combo, watch out. Hey, whatever freaking works, right? <laughs> the sunlight, the gratitude journal, whatever makes it work. If it's seasonal depression, I don't know what it is, but no, I just feel, and I've got commented at work too. And that that that's that takes a lot to get a comment from people I work with. <laughs> Does your dog make it into every entry? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'm happy for my dog's health. I always say my dog's health because she's a little bit older. <laughs> Have popsucks and cheese made it into any entries? No, a lot of it's been like health. Very focused on like you know our health, my parents' health. Obviously, my dog's health, my friends, my good relationship with my friends. Not really. No, no pop sucks. <laughs> Your dad was so cute the other night, the night we went to the escape room. Yes. Yeah. So I stayed over and then your dad came and brought us some pop sucks. <laughs> the morning. <laughs> he got us some fresh pop sucks. We had goat cheese. Fresh goat cheese, too, because it got delivered the day before. You had a nice little meal. So get yourself a gratitude journal. Start writing in it. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs>